Also, though, worth noting that when we're talking about sustainability, we can't just focus on the carbon elements. It's too narrow of a scope. We also need to focus on the economic, social and human outcomes as well. We need to talk about sustainability as a whole. Kia ora. I'm Troy, here as CEO, and welcome to Stirring the Pot. Thanks for connecting. If you're new, here's what you can expect. We're going to be talking the tough stuff, the things that keep us metalheads up at night. There are many challenges facing our industry and equally many opinions on how we should tackle them. Stirring the Pot provides a facilitated forum to discuss and challenge these viewpoints. So let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. Today we're talking with Sustainable Steel Council board members, Scott Morrison of Fletcher Steel, who is the Deputy Chair, and Laura Coffey of Pacific Steel, who is the Secretary. Scott, can you tell us about the latest Sustainable Steel Council print and digital media campaign? And what does it cover and who is the target audience? Yeah, yes, certainly. Uh, certainly, um, with so much conversation going on at the moment with regards to uh, sort of embodied carbon and sustainability and new ways of building houses and so forth, we wanted to really sort of make sure that steel is, is still uh, visible in, in that conversation, uh, particularly around sort of some of the, the things that, because a lot of people, they know steel and they're familiar with it and they know what it can do. And they're hearing so much about sort of other materials and what possibilities are. So we wanted to have a bit of a conversation with uh, people in the industry around sort of where steel is, its benefits and so forth. And as you, as you rightly said, it, it's a, sort of got two legs to this campaign. They're, they're running in parallel. One is the print uh, side of things, which is a more of a sort of traditional half page, full page type uh, campaign. Um, in industry publications that people in the industry are familiar with, Construction New Zealand, Bill, Architecture New Zealand, just to name a couple. And also we're running along with that is a banner campaign, a digital banner across some of those targeted websites, but also in LinkedIn uh, and trying to, as you say, keep a sort of a bit of visibility in terms of uh, Steel and Steel's role in that, that conversation. Um, we... <sighs> It's a fantastic conversation that we want to have, and we really have been targeting decision makers in the industry, particularly at that design stage and the what I call the compliance stage. So those we feel that those people are in that those areas have a, um, a strong influence when it comes to deciding on a the choice of material and b how much to use. So we really want to sort of. Uh, target those and those were our key people um, and the challenge we had there is that while their information needs are similar they are distinct are they, and certainly the methods of which they want to receive information is, is different so we really came up with a concept uh, of a campaign it's not hinging on a single phrase or a single headline um, it's a suite of ads that we've put together totaling six um, which allows us to have a bit more of a, in my opinion at least, a, a richer conversation uh, with, with the uh, members of the industry uh, and really sort of gives us an opportunity to really talk about steel and the benefits and link them, link them through to a, a nice, strong sustainability story. Mm. And Laura, from your perspective, why did the Sustainable Steel Council identify a need to run this campaign? I think um, akin to the Kiwi culture of tall poppy syndrome, the steel industry is humble and hasn't really publicly promoted its sustainability story as much as other industries. 
It's now time to change this. We have a great story to tell. Our industry spans a wide number of products and services, which contributes to the New Zealand's to New Zealand's future sustainability goals. Some examples of these, I guess, would be we supply local jobs in manufacturing. New Zealand Steel alone supports 4,000 jobs directly and indirectly. Steel is also extremely resilient, um, which contributes to the longevity of the built environment. And of course, steel has multiple lives, leading to superior circular performance in terms of repair, reuse, repurposing and recycling. But ultimately, the key reason we want to start telling our story is because customers and stakeholders want to hear what we as an industry are doing when it comes to sustainability. Scott, what are the key messages of the campaign? Yeah, well, much as what Laura talked about in terms of um, people wanting to have a conversation and talking about the stories, we focused in on some work that the Sustainable Steel Council had done, oh gosh, about an hour, a year, year ago, uh, probably even slightly longer, around sort of the six reasons for using steel. Uh, it's body work we've done earlier and it has some good, good um, we used that as the, our foundation to have our conversation. It also meant that we could have, as I indicated before, a, a number of ads and having a number of angles around that. So essentially we took that and gave it to our creative agency um, and we sort of had a bit of a workshop around that and sort of handling it and sort of nicely sort of condensing it down into some sort of impactful sort of statements. Um, and really what we came up with is what we collectively call the, the campaigns called Steel Creates. And when you see the, the, the six messages, uh, what I, when I talk about them, you'll understand what I'm sort of talking about there. So the, the whole campaign is called Steel Creates. We had six distinct ads, either in print or in digital banners, which we are rolling out across the, um, the different mediums. And I'll, probably the best way to do it, just me to cycle through those six messages. Um, and you'll understand sort of we were, we were sort of trying to land with this. And bear in mind, obviously, again, we were trying to target people at the design stage of building or any project, to be honest. Um, so we wanted to talk, talk about creativity, um, limitless options, and we also wanted to touch the people who are involved in the compliance. So they're more sort of the engineers, local government and so forth. So we want to talk about proven performance and so forth. So, so the six, six ads under the banner of Steel Creates are Steel Builds Beauty. Steel Enables Sustainable Choices. Steel Creates Communities. Steel Is Resilient. Steel Embodies Creativity. Steel embraces a circular economy. Now, that's the headline for each of the separate ads, which each one of those ads has sort of a hundred words blurb, which really just fleshes out each one of those benefits. Um, and in terms of the print media, each one also has a full, imagine it's a full page ad. It's highly an uh, image of a uh, use of steel clearly in New Zealand. We, we even list where they are, the, the, the bridges and, and bridge and um, New Plymouth and then there's the Iron Bank buildings in Auckland, for, for example. So we really wanted to really enforce that steel is used in New Zealand. It's got some fantastic design elements to it. It allows creativity. It's got that proven performance, but also more importantly, bring that conversation around sustainability, circular economy, sustainable choices, and get people to sort of understand that. And we, we were conscious that traditionally, and I keep referring back to sort of buildings and infrastructure, but it's wider than that. People, when asked about sort of the 
impact of the materials they use. They think about it up to the point where they use it and they don't think about sort of the whole of life and how it comes back into play and so forth. So we really, uh, the Sustainable Steel Council, really want to frame the, the conversation around sustainable steel as that whole life uh, picture. And so that's really kind of what we're trying to start that conversation. Now each one of these ads, as I say, um, each one of those ads has that headline, has a hundred word blurb that fleshes out the, the benefit that we're talking to, also has a hashtag, and it has a link into the one of the, a specific web page on the Sustainable Steel Council's uh, website, which just really brings into that piece, allows us to, to to talk more about what we mean and so forth. So it's it's really, as I say, keeping it front and centre, front and mind. And I, I I personally believe steel gets taken a little bit for granted because we've used it for so long, we know what it's doing. And in the current conversation where there's all these new materials and doing things different ways and it's all exciting and new, um, we really want to make sure that steel this is, steel is part of the solution going forward. There's no question about that. Um, and that's really so in terms of the, the, the campaign ads um, in print, it's uh, started going out into publications. I think the first one comes out very shortly. They'll be going for the next sort of three to four months. Um, the digital banner has started already working primarily with uh, LinkedIn at the moment, um, but we're keen to get some sort of feedback on, on that. And um, so it really is. It's, so it's a set of six ads where we're starting to have a conversation. We're trying to bring steel front of mind again, but also it's an opportunity for us to really expand in on that sustainable uh, journey of steel. Thank you. I think from my here experience, part of the frustration that I have is that often we prepare really great content, especially for social media, and it doesn't really get shared. Um, Laura, what is the call to action for Sustainable Steel Council members and also the industry more broadly? I think that's a good um, point, Troy, because that's something I'm kind of seeing in the industry as well. And I think we want to start thinking about how we can tell our own sustainability stories um, especially SSC members. It's about getting the message out there that the steel industry takes sustainability and New Zealand's future very seriously. The Sustainable Steel Council is also actively promoting this campaign through our social channels, as well as HERA. Um, LinkedIn is probably the key one you can use. So we encourage you to follow us and start sharing these posts um, on your own networks and get the word out there. Yep, definitely. And then on the other side, um, what is the call to action for designers and specifiers, including architects, Scott? Really the call to action that we want to use for architects and specifiers is really using the product still, it has a fantastic, you don't need to be worried about using steel or looking at it and so forth. We appreciate that there's a number of other options to other materials you can use, they're all entirely valid. Um, there are some occasions where one particular material is essentially the sole thing that you should use, but those are, those are the minority. Most times you have options and depending on your design or guides or the environment that it's in, you can use steel and still retain all those sort of creativity um, embellishments that the designers want to have. We really don't want people to stop using steel because they're afraid or they think it's bad or tainted because steel actually already has a fantastic circular economy. It's one of the few materials, that, it, there's an entire separate global industry 
dedicated to take steel at the end of its life and recycle it back in to use it again. It's one of the few materials that currently can do that. And so certainly what we want to understand is that this call action, it needs a, a more awareness of the whole story, the whole circular economy of steel. And that's really what we want to be part of that conversation. I think it's actually one of the aspects of our industry that I, I, I really love and appreciate is that, and maybe to Laura's earlier comment around its humbleness, I think we don't go out and make any claims um, without it being strongly evidence-based and we're quite conservative in what we say, which I, I see as a good thing and I really appreciate how you um, put into context the role of steel is just being one material out of many that may be appropriate depending on what the particular application or project is. And I think that um, other industries are not um, taking the same approach around evidence base and, um, you know, there's a role for every material. And I think that maybe we're a little bit disadvantaged in terms of the um, imagination that captures within um, maybe some of the specifiers and architects, but I, I think actually we're doing the right thing in terms of making sure that we're positioning steel appropriately within the context of building and construction. Um, Laura, what do you think the designers don't understand about the sustainability credentials of steel? What, what is it that we're not conveying right and why? Yeah, I think that's a good point because we aren't conveying it. I think it comes down to a lack of promotion and discussion. In the past, the industry has placed more emphasis on the performance attributes of products rather than their sustainability credentials. And this, as I said, needs to change. Um, I see this as a changing conversation um, because of that. As more and more specifiers actively seek out our stories, we need to be geared up to tell them. We need to be braver in our conversations. It's um, also, though, worth noting that when we're talking about sustainability, we can't just focus on the carbon elements. It's too narrow of a scope. We also need to focus on the economic, social and human outcomes as well. We need to talk about sustainability as a whole. Yep, absolutely. And I think that's where the Sustainable Steel Council has got that right in terms of focusing on the living standards framework and the four capitals enables to us to look at things with that bigger perspective. And obviously carbon is a big emphasis at the moment, um, but there are trade-offs that have to be made and decisions that need to be made around the climate crisis that actually need to be made in a bigger context um, and the living standards framework provides a great um, tool to be able to uh, assess those trade-offs. Scott, in terms of the project itself, how did it come about and what is the focus of the Sustainable Steel Council? Certainly the conversations came from really us as a, as a board looking at some of the other conversations around other materials um, and sort of wondering, well, hang on, we may not necessarily agree with some of that, um, but there's an opportunity for us to really have a, have a voice. And we felt that our position in the industry was we were the right ones to do that. Um, we very clearly, Laura and I at the start, very clearly wanted this to be a positive, um, affirmative campaign. We certainly didn't want it to go to a compare trench fight, compare different materials, pros and cons, and that, that's just down a rabbit hole. So we wanted to have a, a positive conversation about the product that, that we know and, and, and its story. Um, conscious that obviously there's a lot happening in, in the community and in, in the world at the moment, 
Glasgow COP26, all these conversations that are happening, uh, it, it's just like the right time to, to start be part of that conversation. Uh, and so we felt there was a real need to, to do that. And this is what I hope is the first of many campaigns in terms of um, how we communicate this, the role of steel and the role of steel and its future. Um, I have to say, I, I 100% agree with, with Laura's comments and ones that you reinforced, obviously, as well, in terms of, yes, let's, let's be honest, steel, there's a carbon issue with steel right here, right now, compared if you just compare material to material. But the, the thing I really want to stress is that steel actually has a pathway to net zero carbon. They've done trial tests in Sweden, zero carbon steel. There, there is an end goal. It's 20 or so years away. It's going to require a number of uh, funding, capital, etc. But the point being is there is a pathway. And in the meantime, what we want to talk about is also some of the, the, the other the social, human and financial capitals and so forth. Because that that's in itself is a fantastic conversation. Uh, we have, I believe we don't talk enough about steel and its role in society. Um, but, I mean, uh, Laura mentioned 4,000 people directly and indirectly. Well, that's 4,000 dinners every night being put on the table for a family and supporting. And that really is something that we, we should be proud of. Um, also some of the pathways and uh, into, into the, the industry. Uh, we're positive about the future of steel. And so the real sort of focus of the Sustainable Steel Council is really just being an evangelist for, for the product, uh, and particularly the, the getting away from sort of a strictly environmental discussion to a proper sustainability conversation, which does take on those, those other capitals. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other role of the Sustainable Steel Council is really to provide the tools and the support for the industry to get on that decarbonisation journey and in that bigger context um, around sustainability more generally. Um, and I think that I have just prepared a presentation for a conference that around decarbonisation and I had to, you know, look at the global trends and what's happening. And there's a lot happening in looking at um, alternative reductants uh, to carbon. And the hydrogen work, it probably isn't going to be um, available in terms of widespread application until probably 2040. And so in the meantime, there's a lot of focus and Blue Scope, for example, has just announced its commitments, for example, of, um, a $150 million uh, fund to support decarbonisation. And there's also been announcements around the MOU between Rio Tinto and Blue Scope as well as, and I um, have emphasised that I've got no insider information, um, but I, I find it quite interesting that the announcement around the new hydrogen-fueled um, um, energy plant will be located at Port Kembla, um, which for me indicates an ideal location geographically to support zero-carbon steel at some time in the future. And obviously um, there's work happening in New Zealand around New Zealand's particular iron reduction process um, through Chris Bumby's work at the Victoria University of Wellington. So there is a lot going on, and in the interim here is also prepared um, and hopefully is about to launch our zero carbon steel offset program, which will enable us to offer zero carbon steel in the interim period where some of the um, more systemic issues associated with carbon production in iron, iron making in particular um, are sorted out with those 
lofty research objectives that are really quite complex in terms of the thermodynamics and metallurgy involved. Um, it's very exciting time for steel. I think once we've solved that problem around the alternate reductant, it will be very difficult to beat the sustainability credentials of steel. And that's really because of that circularity and the high recycling rates as well as the ability to reuse and repurpose steel. Exciting, very exciting times, I think, to be in the industry and be, um, be part of that decarbonisation journey. Laura, I, I wanted to give you the opportunity for last comments on the campaign. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? I guess following on from what you've just said, Troy, as steel approaches 100% circularity and transitions to low greenhouse gas emission production, its sustainability credentials will be very hard to challenge. So I'm just asking our audience to start following the Sustainable Steel Council on LinkedIn and get involved with telling your own stories. It's the best way we can ensure the story of steel is told. Absolutely. And I think that's where we're really failing as an industry because um, here a couple of years ago did some um, market research. We interviewed, you know, thousands of just general members of the public. And it was quite interesting um, that one of the questions we asked was, which material do you think is more recycled and recyclable, steel or timber? And most people actually said that they thought timber was more recyclable than steel, which of course it's completely the other way around with almost probably zero being recycled of timber. Um, and, you know, we know at least 72% of steel is being recycled and probably around 85% of building and construction steel is being recycled in New Zealand. So we really got to get that message out. I also just wanted to ask you both just about your experiences on the Sustainable Steel Council. Um, I find it one of the more dynamic boards that I'm part of with people being really super passionate to be on there. How, how are you guys feeling about Sustainable Steel Council? I think we're coming into a really nice space. Um, we've been going for best part of three years now since it was set up again. Um, and we're really starting to get some momentum. And this advertising campaign is just one example of that. Um, I think we, we set it up again three years ago at the right time, because now some of the conversations, even conversations that people are having in the community now are different to what they were three years ago. They're certainly increased in volume, they're certainly becoming more urgent, and we're in a really nice space, I believe, to, to assist with that, that conversation. It's a conversation that's gonna keep going, and it will evolve, and I certainly have no idea where, we'll, where it ends up and what, what, what happens, but it's, it's a fantastically exciting period. To, to be involved in it. And I, to your point, I think that the, the makeup of the, the board that we had there, we've got a fantastic balance of, of both personalities, but also representation from industry associations. Some are more sort of smaller fabrications, got a couple of people like myself and Laura from sort of the big end of town uh, and so forth. So I think there's a nice mix of, um, of opinions and views and for the most part, we, we play nicely together, I think. <laughs> Yep, definitely. Laura? I have to agree with Scott on pretty much all his points. <laughs> I think um, it's really nice to be part of the board as well. I guess coming from, um, I'm a bit younger than the rest of the board, so it, it's kind of just nice to have that diversity of age and I'm learning from everyone on the board and I guess from my perspective, being of a younger generation, they can learn 
aspects from me as well. And especially when we're talking about sustainability, which is still an emerging um, conversation in the world, we kind of need to take everyone's opinions um, to the forefront and be able to make sure we're listening to our whole audience, not just um, a small section of it. So it's really nice to have that diversity. Diversity. Definitely. And I am really glad and thankful that we're at a point in time in history where talking about sustainability, um, people don't think I'm crazy anymore. It's kind of mainstream, core business. People are expecting those conversations to be had. So there you go. Thanks for joining our conversation with Scott and Laura today. If you'd like to connect more with them, you'll find the details in the show notes. This was a great conversation today that I hope industry will find valuable. Scott and Laura are great examples of leading sustainability initiatives in their workplace, but also in their own lives too. Now is the time. For me, this has always been something I've been passionate about. I think now the wider community is becoming more aware, particularly about the climate crisis. Younger generations are also becoming more of a prevalent portion of the consumer base. Their drive around the expectations of what industry does will be very different. So it is certainly something our industry needs to consider and prepare for. Food for thought till we see you next time. So hit subscribe. And if you liked what you heard today, please like, review or share with any metalheads you know. Let's spread the word. If you liked what you heard today, you may be interested to find out more about the Sustainable Steel Council and the mahi they are doing, as well as read the six reasons why steel, key messages resource they have developed for industry. You'll find the links in the show notes.